Welcome to the Life of Troy podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Owen. And in this episode, we're joined again by Ashley DeLotz. Ashley is a regular on the podcast. Um, and basically, we just love to chew the fat over anything triathlon related. So in this episode, we get to talk about something that we haven't really done this year in 2020. Um, because of COVID, there have been races cancelled left, right and centre. And Ashley actually managed to have a race. So he raced in early October. So we have a catch up with him. How did it go? What the differences were? How did he prepare? What was race day actually like? And then we also have a conversation going into 2021 because Ashley is changing. Um, you'll know Ashley from a previous episode around cross try. Ashley has decided to concentrate a little bit more on regular triathlon, uh, specifically 70.3 or half Ironman distance. But anyway, here's the episode. I'll let Ashley describe a little bit in more detail what he's planning on doing. Enjoy the episode. So, Ash, thanks for coming on. Um, before we came on online, the two things I wanted to discuss with you um, today were um, you were one of the only people I know who've actually raced this year. So I want to explore that. And then also, you know, sort of the transition that you're going through into next year and changing it up as regards to um, your triathlon world. So first things first, you know, what race did you do on the weekend? Yeah, it's good to be back. Thanks for having me back. Um, I did the Tavistock Triathlon, which was a bit of an odd one because it was a Olympic distance or standard distance, whatever you want to call it, event, non-drafting. But because um, it's in Tavistock, um, I don't think there's any big bodies of water there, which is in um, Devon on Dartmoor. You had to do the swim in a pool, but it was a 50-meter pool. Oh, um, so it wasn't, it was kind of like a weird mix. Doing a 50 meter pool was really nice because it wasn't as repetitive as 25. It was meant to be 800 meters to swim, but they miscounted the lengths. So they um, and set the time map up at the wrong end, not by the exit. So they had to, um, yeah, do 750 instead. But um, yeah, it was, it, yeah, it was good. It was good to get out and race. I can't believe I actually got to race sort of in 2020. Mad. Yeah, you know, and, and I've followed you a couple of times, um, well, I follow you on, on Instagram, and um, I've noticed a couple of times this year you've been down to race, and for whatever reason, well, the main reason being COVID, is um, yes. it, obviously it's been cancelled, and you know, we're in the position at the moment where lockdown is affecting various places throughout the UK, so yeah, you've got all these races that they're on one minute, then they're off the next. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a, I, was, I was down to do Abbasock. And then obviously Welsh Corona got really bad and things. Uh, they went into local lockdown or whatnot. Um, so yeah, that's put an end to that, unfortunately. What was Abbasock uh, um, distance-wise? That was just Olympic again. Olympic, cool. Yeah. So it was yeah, because um, that's the closest thing to cross try at the moment for me, um, because that's just Olympic distance but off road. So yeah. just tried at the end of this year to. Because I got a new bike, which was really good. I was really fortunate to be able to be sorted out of a new bike. Yeah, I've had um, I've had a bit of bike envy seeing you approach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will admit it, it looks absolutely rapid. It's it's, it's mad. I um so I had a like an I had one of those Planet X um oh, which one the, like the the classic Planet X time trial bike that everyone seems to have at one point. You know, yeah. I had one of those set up as like an aero road bike for when I did the sprint trial on the road, and it yeah it's next level compared to that. It's, it's just mad. I can't go around. And it's got like DI2 and stuff, which I've never used. It's, um, yeah, it, it just wants to go fast. It's it's more, the faster you go, the more stable it gets, if that makes sense. Well, it's yeah. basic business, I guess, but yeah. 
Matt. Yeah, um, yeah, I've definitely seen it, and it's, it's got a wicked paint job on it. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a two-way paint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. when you're whizzing past me on a race, I am. I'll see the one paint one minute, and then as you like, yeah, further down the road, I'll see the other paint. Hopefully, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely the green and then the blue. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a it's a lovely piece of kit. So. Did you get that bike before thinking about changing over next year, or, or was the bike part of the changeover? It, yeah, it's part of this. So basically, um, my coach and I got together um, at some point in the summer, and we're having a chat. And Georgia, my wife, and I were also having a chat as well. And we realised that how limited the opportunities are in the UK for the cross triathlon. Yeah. And there's no there are there are races, but then there's no big races. Like you're not going to get professional license doing. The, they're great low-key local grassroots races you know and they're really well run and things but it's not going to help you prove your worth um and obviously racing overseas every single time quickly adds up so like financially you can probably do three races a year overseas if you really push it and don't do much else so and then i was finding i was spending a lot of my time in the uk just doing odds and sods like mountain bike races and cyclocross which is mega fun but it's a totally different energy system and you're not up at that point yet. Um, so yeah, my coach and I had a chat and George and I had a chat and we thought it'd be good for me to try and do some, get a road bike, a time trial bike so I could race on the road. But then the, um, funnily enough, last year, not this year, um, when I tore my hamstring, we were at the holiday to the Lake District, we stumbled across Hellvale and Triathlon. It was happening on the day we just happened to be there. And I was like, I want to do that one day. And that planted the seed. And then seeing it again this year as well. And it was obviously much bigger this year with the pros involved. And Well, it is one of the only races that I know of that scale that's actually gone ahead. Um, hmm. And it's it, it's sort of on my bucket list to do. And more, more so because I saw it happening this year. So there's quite a lot of press and promo about it. And like you said, there was pros there because there, there, was, a, there was a purse. Which, um, yeah, the PTO put up a lot, didn't they? It was like fifteen yeah. k or something total. Yeah, yeah it's it, kind of. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, no I, was just, I was just saying, you know, that is it's a, it's a you know fair amount of um, money to win, you know, at the end of it. Yeah, and um, so similar events like um, Snowman and that they uh, we we assess the events out there. And we think things like that, where it's a hilly bike and then a proper hilly off road run, will um, yeah, play to my strengths and also be good. They'll read across to Xterra because I'm on a flat, I'm built like a streak of piss, so I'm not going to be, I can't hold that much speed on a flat course. So anything hilly. It, it, well, similar to me, like I, I'm not the, the pace that you are, but um, I, I'm more suited to a to a hilly course. You know, I, I prefer to climb. I'm I'm a little, I'm lighter than the most on the bike, let's put it that way. So it, it just plays to my strengths. The only problem is I, I'm just shit at coming downhill. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. no. I'm terrible and it, it all comes down to one thing and that's practice and you know it, yeah. I, I didn't come into triathlon until like what was I 33 mm-hmm. at which point like you know you've lost all that fear you had as a child where you used to just like throw yourself yeah. off things and you know coming coming down a hill at 33 miles an hour on a road bike for the first time is is a bit of a scary prospect yeah, so we had some connection issues there, so apologies for that. Yeah, Ash, you're just saying, like, you know, I'm absolutely terrible going downhill. What about yourself? Is it, you know, where, where are you with that? Um, I think it's one of my stronger parts. I, I'm not going to win a mountain bike world championship anytime soon, but because of the amount of mountain biking and stuff I do, it, it comes quite naturally, I think. 
Um, yeah, it's weird doing it on time travel, like that's for sure. It's definitely strange doing it on that. I'll be honest, I, I spent very little um, time on a triathlon or a TT bike, and um, mm. it, it scares me only because I'm, I'm used to a normal sort of road bike, and I just feel I've got a bit more control over that. And mm. um, and, and I suppose it's familiarization, isn't it? It's just getting used to being in sort of a tucked forward position and then coming back for the brakes rather when you need them. And um, and again, you know, you'll get used to that. So going yeah. back to um, you would have used the bike, I suppose, to race for the first time on the weekend, was it? Yeah, I don't. That was the third time riding it, actually. Um, because and, and what sort of course was it? Was it a technical course? Was it a lot of turning? Um, no, it sort of. It was an odd one. So you started at the where the swim was, and then obviously went out. You went up onto Dartmoor, which was pretty much one steady long climb of a few little ramps, and then the descent, like ninety percent of it, was just straight pretty much flat out with a few rollers. So you're just on the bars the whole time, tucked up, pedaling. And then you had to go cut through the town and that was really steep and quite tight. And obviously there's more traffic in the town. So that was a bit technical. But all, yeah, like the 90% of the course was just flat out really, which was good. I'm assuming that was um, open roads though. It wasn't a closed road yeah. event. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 And, um, and then what was the run like? Oh, mate, the run. Yeah, so that's where... It, went... This is where you had the issues, isn't it? Yeah, well, the run course itself was lovely. Like the swim was in Kelly College or Mount Kelly, I think it's called. Basically, it's a big swimming private school up there, and they got a fifty-meter pool, so there are some high-caliber swimmers. Um, so you ran like up out of the college grounds, which was a steep hill, and then onto an old um, railway line. So once you're on there, it's pretty flat. Um, so that was that was flat out, and um, the race back was sent out. Um, with like a basic course map in it and things and it had it was just it looked well it was looked like out and back loop with then a bit added on the opposite direction if that makes any sense and you drop back down into the college but then yeah they posted some extra updates through Facebook and I don't really do Facebook and it was basically the out and the, for, you went out of the college and the first out and back you did then another out and back within that out and back and then out onto the extra loop bit, and then drop back down into the college. And it was a bit of a bugger's model, because um, there was like double signs, like there was signs for point arrow extra loop, but they'd also turn around at, at the same spot. So I was like, oh, is that an arrow two yet? And there was marshals missing, they'd been dropped off in the wrong places. And yeah, some people like myself ended up being short on our run distance, so got cut because we didn't run far enough. And then other people did like 12, 13K run because they did out and back the whole distance. Um, yeah. yeah, so it was, um, the run The run wasn't great. It was a lovely course, but yeah, just not <laughs> not quite clear enough. And yeah. So did, did, you, did you get a disqualification from it? Yeah, so I got time, but I didn't get listed with a ah. position. So um, just knocked out. So yeah, it's pretty raging. Yeah, because I, I, I was following um, Georgia via your feed on um, Instagram. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, because she was saying it was quite difficult to actually tell if you were, uh, you know, up, up, up front or whether it was a staggered start as well. I suppose it must Yeah, be. so the swim was like a snake swim. I've never done one before. It works really well where you start in one corner of the pool and you swim up one side of the lane, back down the other, tumble to an, or roll under the lane rope, back up the other side. So you go, you start from one corner, go all the way across the pool, if that makes sense. You don't have to count lengths. Oh wow! So, so that was seven fifty then, was it? Doing that? Yeah, because they started in the wrong corner. You meant to start yeah. the same. They started the opposite. Yeah. 
so yeah it was an eight length uh, eight eight lane wide pool so if you did it would be 800 meters then oh, cool. um but yeah you went off at like 15 second intervals so it was quite i think i started like i was number i'm still on my hand and mark a number 10 um yeah i was a number 10 and i went forward the whole way on the bike and didn't get overtaken on the swim so that was good but then i think i must have been second or third on the road so i was obviously up at the front and um yeah then on the run so there's no one to follow there's not even other people out and about and um at one point i went onto the extra out and back bit i was running and running and running and there was no there's no marshal no turnaround no nothing i was running for ages and at one I, I saw a sign eventually and then just turned around but I didn't see anyone else coming back the other way and it, it, was, yeah, it was just a, a mess it sounds like it should have been a really good event just for the yeah. fact that they, they didn't get the run right. Yeah, no, it's cracking. Like the weather was a bit crap, but that's out of their control. Um, otherwise, it, yeah, it was good fun. It was great to have a good hit out, you know, and like it, it was a fun, fast course with some hills involved to break everything up. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's gone. I was just wondering, is, is it normally run at this time of year or is it was it postponed from another time? Um, I'm not sure. It just popped. So I was down to have a sock and then I was looking at, I just went on Brit Tri to see if I could squeeze an event to race on my new bike before the end of the year. And I wanted to test out my nutrition as well. Um, and that one popped up and it's relatively close. Um, so I didn't really look into the history too much where it's been rescheduled. But um, yeah, just dived in, books and entry. It was all a bit last minute. Well, the last time actually I had you on, it was um, with Alex and we were talking about nutrition. And Alex yeah, we were. And Alex was talking, well, both of you were talking about some changes that you were trying to make. So, you know, what, what did you do differently for this race? Oh, it was, it was a massive step change. So, um, yeah, when we spoke last time, it was sort of we were just after the initial consult and my diary and getting the initial feedback. So now we've moved on to get a weekly plan. If not of what to eat, like as in eat spaghetti hoops or whatever. But um, it's, it's like... It sounds like my sort of diet, that does. Yeah. <laughs> Spaghetti hoops and brown sauce or something like that. Um, <laughs> no, it was like, um, so it'd be like for certain sessions, I fuel in a certain way. So like morning swim, don't eat anything beforehand, just go in fasted. And then after that, either have like high amount of carbs. It's like just traffic, like red, yellow, green. I did a post about it earlier. Um, and it's trying to, it's not keto, it's not high carb, not low tarb, carb, but it's like periodizing carbs to get maximize the effects of the session. Um, and the biggest thing we've done is train my gut. So I, cause I was terrible at eating on the bike before and run, just couldn't get it down me. I just felt sick and all that all the time. So we experiment with different gels and yeah. And just training my gut on long rides and on high intensity sessions to actually just force real food down in training sessions. Cause it's much harder to digest and also finding gels that work for me too. So what did you struggle with previously? Was it actual stomaching of drugs or was it the stomaching of solid food or both? Um, did, you, did you say drugs then? <laughs> I didn't mean drugs. I meant um, food. <laughs> Gels, not drugs. No, I, know, I know you don't do hard drugs. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, no, it so was... You know, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, it was both. <laughs> like, on long, steady rides, I just I just didn't actually get that hungry, if that makes sense. And um, Or got really sloshy drinking liquid. I even struggled to drink on the bike and whatnot. And then plus it, it was compounded because racing off-road a lot or even just riding off-road, you can't just have a snack when you fancy it if you're smashing yeah. down a mountainside and things. And then during races, I'd, like on the bike, for a 30, 40k bike, I'd probably have one gel and then maybe one on the run and it's just nowhere near enough. Yeah. Um, 
it's yeah. funny. I'm, I'm, you know, I go longer with my triathlon, and on my first Ironman, I did it more or less only on gels, and I learned the big lesson that that wasn't right for me. And um, <laughs> I, I laugh because, and this is how inexperienced I was. So I, my nutrition on the bike was 12 energy gels, or maybe even 15, in a bottle topped up wow. with water. The problem yeah. is then I wasn't taking in, an, I, one, I took too much energy gel in. <laughs> and I should, it, it should have been, you know, uh, mixed up with, you know, other foods as well. Um, yeah. And I, I just didn't take in enough fluid on top of that. And, you know, I, I really struggled. You know, I got round, but there, there were times on the walk on the run where I actually walked, and mm. I didn't want to do that. I, it's okay right. to do that, but in my mind, I didn't want to. But no. it, it's funny, of you know, there's all these different strategies out there, and th- there's all these different things you can read off the internet, but you can't go wrong, I think, by just taking the advice of someone who knows what they're actually saying. Yeah, well, it's the other thing of getting you may like. I thought my nutrition was quite good. Like it wasn't gold standard, but it was all right. And like just mixing up like my for breakfast before the race, I always just have like just peanut butter sandwich, a bit of jam, and that was like that sorted me out. Mm. But I switched now to like um, just white rice with maple syrup, and it sits so much lighter in your stomach. Still gives you a nice buzz, and like strategies to clean your gut out a day or two before, like reducing the amount of fiber you're eating, so you haven't got like a poo sat in there, and you can absorb everything much faster that's going in. Just yeah. little things I didn't think of. I, I saw your post about the the rice and the, and the syrup, and um, I did think you know it's a it, it's a cracking idea because it's exactly what you want or you or your body yeah. needs. Yeah, you know, it, totally. It, you know the, the syrup will get into your system quickly, and the rice will sit there, um, sort of slow release. So yeah, yeah it makes perfect it's sense. Land like if you if you've got a bad gut, like if you've ever been on holiday and got the shits or something, often they just say plain rice, don't they? Just to settle you down a bit. So it's perfect that race day morning when you're a bit nervous perhaps and you yeah, struggling a bit, a bit nauseous or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's um so obviously it's adding benefit to you then this year and hopefully that that'll really put you into a good position going yeah. into next year. I was, I was surprised because I've never been that strong uh, um, like a powerful so like I said earlier with the climbs and stuff I need a really hilly course to do well so I was surprised to be quite quick on the bike obviously I've done a lot of bike training and got a, an amazing bike but um, I was quite surprised to be up pushing until the run went all yeah that just shows just shows but, how, how um, much you, you need it um, and you know because yeah. I'm used to going longer distance <laughs> um, <laughs> Again, we had some connection issues. <laughs> My fault that time. Um, Ash, the one thing I wanted to ask you was: so you're thinking of switching into next year? Um, you, you know, you, you traditionally do cross try, which generally tends to be Olympic distance or standard distance. Are you you're going to stick at that distance? You're going to go shorter? You're going to go longer? Um, so yeah, I'm going to stick with cross try at Olympic um, because that's all the exterior events are all Olympic. But then racing on the road, going to step up to um 70.3 and also um perhaps some olympic races as well because well that's the thing cross try the you're talking between two and three hours depends on the course so it's almost like road olympic unless it's quite hilly or rough gets a bit too short so then that's 70.3 is quite good crossover between the two and people like um like mal mendez he won 70.3 worlds and he's also won xterra worlds um 
um, Bradley Weiss is one exterior worlds and he's done a bit of setting point three. So it's kind of that region we're looking. Um, so yeah, I've never, I've not run, I don't think I've ever run more than like 15K in my life. So it's, I've never done a half marathon or anything like that. I've never, I've done a few um, like 90 or 100K rides, tapping those out a lot more easily now. I've got my nutrition sorted as well. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a learning curve. I should probably do a half marathon at some point. <laughs> yeah, the, the big thing I always found is um, the, the, the step up from Olympic to 70.3, the biggest learning curve for me was not hammering the bike because you mm. then have a half marathon to run. Whereas you can yeah. sometimes get away with that on an Olympic distance because yeah. you, you've got a 10K to run and you you roughly, you know, hour, hour and 10, no, not an hour, um, less than an hour, but, you know, 45 minutes to an hour is worth of running, depending on how, mm. how good you are. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it's that was the biggest learning curve for me is ensuring I didn't smash the bike and then have nothing left for the run. Yeah, definitely. And it happened to me on my first ever triathlon, actually, which was the Cotswolds One One Three. So if you're ever oh, yeah. if, you're, if you're looking at um that, that sort of distance, they're, they're quite nice events to do. Okay. Um, but you know, I I came off the bike, I smashed it. I was doing something like 21, 22 miles an hour on the bike, wow. um, which is very fast for me. And mm. I I came off and I had nothing left on the run. <laughs> and I, I then came off that bike thinking, oh, this is brilliant. I've got Ironman in about five months' time. Ironman's going to be easy, but yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, it'd be interesting to see how you go with um, 70.3. Um, I love the distance. I, th I think it's a cracking distance. Yeah, a lot of people say it's quite good fun. It's like just long enough to get you properly pacing and thinking about that. Like you just said, it's not a full eight hour day out or whatever. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's a it's a five you know, four to five hour day of racing, whereas you know, well, depending on the course. Whereas yeah. you know, if if you do an Ironman, you're there all bloody day and the day before and the day after, and yeah, it's, oh, totally. it's a nightmare. Yeah, it's a weekend. <laughs> yeah, no, it is, and you know, and that's why you know when we go down to sort of Ironman Wales, we make a holiday of it because you have to, otherwise it costs you a fortune, and yeah, it's it's, it's the way to do it, definitely. No, I was just going to say, well, we're quite excited to, um, yeah, with the multi-sport, multi-terrain even type events, to try and go to, it's like some, it's almost like that Xterra vibe going off to the mountains and things, and it's, they're sort of nice places to go, aren't they, like Snowden and whatnot, um, and like Helvellyn and things, so yeah, it should be good to do things like that, break it up a bit as well. Uh, do you have any races specifically in mind? Um, other than, say, so yeah, there's, there's a snowman, there's a slate man. Um, Helvellyn. Um, so the annoying thing is at the moment that Xterra haven't released the 2021 dates yet. So we're holding back a bit. But I mean, obviously everyone else is booking up 70.3, so it's a bit of a chicken and egg situation. So I might have to just bite the bullet soon and just get... But I know what will happen is I'll enter a 70.3 race and it'll be the perfect... We're trying to do Xterra events we can drive too easily and things in Europe because just COVID and stuff makes life... It's still going to be an Xterra, I think, to a degree. Um, so no, I'm really keen to hear people's like recommendations and stuff for like good, oh hilly, seven point three style events or even Olympic events. Like, I might try and get into Abasok that I mentioned earlier because that's rescheduled for next year. Um, yeah, any pointers or recommendations are really welcome. Well, there's, there's quite a few within Wales. That, uh, it all depends on whether they're going to happen next year. Mm. So, 
Yeah, I'll have to sort of wing some over to you over the next um, couple of days. I'm trying to think of the event that they do up in North Wales. And I don't think it's a slate, man. What's the one, the ridiculous one, where you it's an Ironman distance, but you can do multiple ones of them? It's a ridiculous... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll come to me after we've done the recording, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> it's an Ironman distance where you end up running up Snowden. Oh yeah, no, that's that's the um, it's it's at Abbasock. You swim at Abbasock, but it's called like the Mountain Man or something. And you ride to Snowdon. You then run up and down Snowdon. Don't you ride back to the coast and you do like a little run along the beach? Yeah, um, and yeah, that the one, rock. I, that's what it's called. ROC, the rock. Oh no, there's another one. There's another oh, one, and, and and you can do it, and you can do it multiple times. So you, you, you can. There's a double one and a triple one. Wow, I'm on the website now trying to look at it, but it's um, yeah, it's not what I can think of. Oh, mate. Oh, well, that sounds pretty tough. That sounds like a training camp almost. <laughs> Take you like four days to do all that. Uh, I got a couple of uh, mates who have supported it previously, and they, you know, and some some of the guys that they've supported, you know, they have like a five minute power nap in in, in the back of a van. While they're well, um, you know in between stops or whatever, but it, yeah. it's it's brutal. Oh, it's the brutal. That's what it's called, of course. <laughs> it's Man, that. It's, yeah, it's the brutal. Um, I don't know if they run it anymore, but um, yeah, it's uh, horrendous, absolutely horrendous. Oh, um, Alpe d'Huez. That's one on the list because um, BW Cycling they often do an annual trip out there. They do like a package where you can just you pay like I don't know X amount of money, like five hundred quid that includes all your travel, and they load up a minibus full of people. Drive you out to Outdoors ah, cool. and do the Outdoors triathlon, which um, is obviously I, very. I, yeah, I got a couple of mates who did that a couple of years ago, um, and I I don't know if it was the official race, but there was another race where you could have a relay. And, okay. Uh, and a couple of them, you know, you split up the swim and the bike and the and the, and the run. And they loved it. You know, it's a beautiful part of the world, and you know, the, and the climb there is is something special. So. Definitely. Yeah, I've never done it, so it'd be great to go do that. Oh, definitely. Ash, we'll call it a, a night there, mate. But thanks for coming on. It's you know it's great to sort of hear what you've got planned for you know next year. You know the change from cross try into, into normal try, although it's not necessarily a, a change as such because you're still going to continue the, the, the cross try stuff. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and just to get your thoughts on <laughs> racing into in 2012, it's um a bit of an anomaly. You know, there's, there's not many people have done it. So even though it didn't go to plan, but you still still raced, I suppose. Yeah, definitely. No, no, it was great to get back out there and like get a taste. Although I still don't officially have any results. So <laughs> maybe I didn't race in 2020 at all. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Anyway, thanks for coming on, buddy. Um, we'll speak again soon. Yeah, cheers then. See you in a bit. Thanks for listening to Life of Try podcast. Really hope you enjoyed the episode and you find our content useful in your triathlon journey. If there is a specific topic you want us to explore, don't be afraid to get in touch with us on our social media accounts. And check out our YouTube channel where we have regular content uploaded. We look forward to hearing from you in the future.